Are you looking for a great sci-fi read? If so, be sure and grab The Return by best-selling author Gabriella Balcom. Readers are calling it a thrilling ride that's fascinating and amazing. The world doesn't know about the compound hidden underground, and the wealthy investors funding it want things to stay as they are. It's 2030, and scientists have made numerous scientific advances. They use cutting-edge technology with their feline service units and human replicas, HRs as they're commonly known. However, most of the research being conducted in the facility is illegal. If animal rights activists had an inkling of what went on, they'd be clamoring for justice. Human rights activists would scream from the rooftops. More and more of the HRs are dying, and they long for freedom. One of the top scientists isn't happy with the situation either. Tensions are mounting, and things are not as they appear. Other reader comments about The Return include, This is a thrilling ride. I hope there's a sequel. Man, it got me hooked. Best plot twist I've read in a book. You'll love this book. It had me on the edge of my seat. For more of Gabriella's works, check her out on Amazon.com in both paperback and Kindle form. And now, enjoy this free JZO Modcast show. Hello, everyone, and welcome. Welcome to a brand new episode of My Public Life as an American Nerd. I'm your host, Kevin, and I'm really excited for today's shows, guys. We've got some movie reviews coming up. we got some movie news we're going to talk about. We're going to talk about some Deadpool 3 stuff. Um, we're going to be talking about some uh, Five Nights at Freddy's FNAF, as I've been told I'm supposed to. <laughs> um, and we're going to talk about uh, kind of um, Atomic Monster and Blumhouse tackling that movie, but also they had mentioned they were they want to do other horror franchise, uh, turn other games into movies. So we're going to theorize about that, talk about what we think would make really, really cool franchise. Um, and then we're going to talk a little bit about uh, Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny and Joyride, which um, we, we most of us got a chance to see at least Indiana Jones. Um, Joyride, Christian saw it, so he'll be talking about it. Speaking of Christian, I should do introductions. Thank you guys <laughs> for being here. So I have two wonderful, amazing, nerdy friends joining me on today's show. None of them are strangers to the show. Y'all know them. Y'all love them. Um, first, let's start with, um, you know, they are they're the captain of the geek galaxy with Yam and the boys ship. Um, they're also the the resident Doctor Who aficionado. Oh which God. I really love. Um, That's Yam, a lot of pressure. Yeah. Yam is back. Thank you so much for joining us. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. You know, just pop my popcorn. Um, nice. I'm pretty excited to uh, you know chat out on that and talk movies. So. Very cool. Oh my gosh, I made the perfect snack for the... You did. Perfect. Made it perfect. Listen, it's a lot better. Right before this podcast, we were making a pizza, right? Our oven stops like halfway through cooking the pizza. So we're like, oh... I don't. I was so hungry. You know, you need the food before you start, you know, just to kind of, you know. Yeah. Um, But it was pretty much done. 
so we went for it so that, a that's doughy, the beauty of pizza a know? little doughy yeah, yeah. It, was, it tasted pretty good and of course that that other voice you there hear there the the, the yeah. beautiful uh soothing voice of uh, uh he's he's lovingly known as the godfather of toys mr christian nakorda how you doing today sir i'm doing good doing good i was gonna do a really awful voice and i <laughs> So. You can still do it if you okay. want. So my favorite thing to like uh, from My Fair Lady, I'm a good girl, I am. Ow! <laughs> I think that's just like the most awful sounding thing. It's so funny. Uh, you can just anyway. you could just sleep listening to that. Like mm-hmm. I can just fall asleep listening to that all night. So yeah, uh, I'll have you on for ASMR. Yeah. yeah, it would be it would be 100. <laughs> um so uh thank you guys for listening thank you guys for checking out the show we're really excited to have you guys um if you guys can um you know like and subscribe wherever you're listening to this that would be awesome helps us out a lot and uh helps kind of get the show in front of more more ears um so uh christian we were talking about this actually a little bit before um the show started i kind of so we just got back it's weird being back in civilization yeah. because we just got back from 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 camping uh we went up to mount hood uh which is a really really cool uh mountain up here we went to lost lake which is really beautiful just incredible sites incredible um just it was a lot of fun but you're out there and you're like completely disconnected from everything there's no internet no cell service like you are like it's like you're enter this whole other world um and it's so weird too because like we're so like i I don't know how you were you guys were when you were kids or whatever but i went camping all the time like my grandpa was really big outdoors guy so like we would go in the middle of like the mountains we'd go to like you know when i lived in california we'd go up to the mountain ranges up down there we he loved the desert so we were always in arizona camping in the middle of nowhere like like i found out that we were we were literally camping like not even 2 miles away from where travis walton was abducted by aliens and fire in the sky if you believe that stuff <laughs> that's awesome um, and that that terrified me after i saw that movie i was like that's not cool um, that was also one of my big fears as a kid was that movie yeah that yeah. movie is me out such a good movie it's yeah. terrifying it's um yeah it's so much fun but yeah so we would do that a lot but like going camping now as an adult like you know the kids especially the kids oh my gosh so for y'all listening i mean obviously i've, I've mentioned them before but i have a 11 year old daughter and a um a six, 16 year old son and they they rough it you know they go up to the the in-laws every now and again they live up in ocean shores they hang out there for the weekends but they have cell service and stuff like that but this was like a completely jarring experience for them. Like oh, they were going through withdrawal, but like the end of the first day, like my daughter was like, I need my phone. Where's my phone. And like, everybody was just in that mood. We're just, just like getting used to not having any connection at all. Um, by the second day though, everyone was cool. Like the first day my kids were like, I can't wait to leave. This is horrible. This is miserable. We have to sleep in a tent. We have to sleep, you know, there's no showers no running toilets, no nothing. Like it's just this experience. But by like the second day, like they were like, I don't want to leave. Like by the time we had to leave Ellie, like she was out in the water, like in the lake swimming. She's like, I'm not leaving. I don't want to leave. I was like, um, but it was a really cool experience. It was really good for us to really kind of connect without, you know, any digital, any devices. Like we didn't have, <laughs> there's a, so 
Ellie recently recently discovered Titanic. Titanic is now her favorite movie of all time. Like she loves <laughs> yes. Titanic. Um, and she somehow it just it left Amazon and it went to Netflix. But somehow she had downloaded it from Netflix onto her phone. So Titanic was literally the only kind of entertainment we had out there if you wanted to watch anything. Um, yeah, I know. Um, but it was kind of a running joke throughout the whole thing. We're like, you want to go watch Titanic? Let's go watch Titanic. I even downloaded the soundtrack just to make fun of her. So every now and again, I would play it. Um, but the cool uh, thing is now for the rest of your and your children, your whole family's life, when you think of Titanic, you will think of this camping trip. Uh, yes. Forever be associated now. Absolutely. 100%. In and a like, good way, of course. In a 100% good way. Um, I got to tell you guys a quick story real quick. I... So each trip we kind of go on, we have something kind of memorable that happened on that trip. <laughs> we went to Florida when we went to Walt Disney World earlier last year. Um, we ordered, it, it was like a weird flight. We didn't get any sleep barely. We got there. We were at the resort all day. It was just a kind of a blur of things. So I ordered a pizza. I ordered a pizza. Apparently I ordered seven orders of breadsticks, like six breadsticks each. Like we oh, had like no. over like 40 some breadsticks. <laughs> so now I will never live that down. So now that's always associated with Walt Disney World. And whenever we go on vacations, the first thing my kids say is dad needs to order like 50 breadsticks. Um, but it's kind of, we each have our thing and like Titanic was this trip. So um, we, yeah, man. We did a lot of family trips. And I, I think it's awesome. You know, your kids are going to remember this stuff forever because, like, those are some of my fondest memories of family vacations. We went to Florida. I think I was in seventh grade. And we also had a memorable experience. We were leaving one hotel to go to another. We rented this small little geo prism. If you guys remember that from the early 90s, it was basically oh, yeah. an egg with wheels. Yeah. Uh, the, the back latch comes up like this. And then my dad was loading it. And as he's loading, he goes like this and smacks his forehead on the, the metal latch thing. And then he's like, oh, and I'm like, you know, like 12 year old me. I'm like, oh, daddy, are you okay? And then he's like, oh, and he does that. He like removes his hand from his forehead and oh my gosh gushes down his face and i'm like oh my god oh my god and then my my i was like what do i do and my dad's like go get help go get your mom i ran back to our hotel room i bust through the door i'm like mom dad's bleeding dad's bleeding we need help she was like i'm in the bathroom she was taking (laughs) she was in the bathroom taking the shit she's like i'm gonna poo poo (laughs) and i'm like what do i do she was like call front desk so it's like just this panic thing and then i finally get back to my dad they're already there with him i don't know how that happened um my that's that, well, I will never forget that. I don't even remember the trip. I just remember that. Dude, yeah. <laughs> he was not in a good mood. I'm glad your dad's okay. Yeah, he's fine. You know, okay. um, crazy. one thing we were talking about too was like, you know, we're out there in the middle of nowhere. And I, like, I'm thinking like, we have, <laughs> sounds horrible because we had, we did have a good time. But like halfway through, I'm like, you know, like we have everything at home, <laughs> everything we need. Like we don't have to build a campfire at home. Like we don't have to like, inflate our inflatable bed like we don't have to like we can like be cool all day and all night you know like we don't have to be in the middle of nowhere no cell service you know no again no showers we found there were, there were showers it was like six dollars for 15 minute shower like it was it was pretty crazy for it. oh we pay yeah. for it oh yeah i know i'm like it. i'm i'm paying <laughs> yeah no we we absolutely paid for it um but um yeah, it was a good time. Um, we had a blast. It was uh, 
it was definitely an experience for sure. And we're, we're, I'm excited to do it again. So uh, maybe one of these days we'll get, uh, we'll get uh, Yem and uh, Nikish to come oh. along with this. So they're going to have fun. They're going to have a blast. Sure. Uh-huh. Yeah, let's talk about my camp. Yeah. If, if you don't <laughs> already know about uh, Yam and, and my opinion, we share the same opinion about camping generally, I think. Um, yeah, uh, we are we are, we are are right with you when you're like, oh, we could do this at home. We already knew that. I already knew that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, I I like the idea of, mm-hmm. of camping. I think it sounds good. I just think I've never had a good ex- great. Let's say great. I've never had a great experience. Camping. Yeah. I think every time it's been, I'm like, oh, this is how I die. And then the <laughs> next time I go camping, I'm like, no, this is it. This is you know. Two to three, two, like two two days is okay, right? Like I can do easily like two days. I think so. We came home one day early. We were supposed to be there till Friday, but like I convinced my wife, and I was like, and and yeah, you know, you know, Cassie can be a little strong willed sometimes, um, but uh, what I know, but I was able to like be like, look, like this is our first family camping trip, like. I think we pushed a little hard for a Monday through Friday thing for our first time being out here. That's, yeah, like, that's, in, that's insane. Yeah. Let, let, let's, you know, let's go home on Thursday night. Let's pack everything up. We can still be here on Thursday. It's only like an hour and a half drive. So it's not like a long that's time to get home. Bad. Yeah. So like we left at like, we left there at like four 30 and got home by like seven. So like there was nice. something, but beautiful drive, beautiful drive. Really, really cool. But, um, but yeah, I don't know. That's all of our opinions on campings. Do you guys like camping? Let us know. I'd love to hear your guys' camping stories as well. Um, so let's move from that. Let's move on to Deadpool 3. So as we know, Deadpool 3 is currently in production during a writer strike, I might add. But guess what? I'm not going to dwell on that part because that just makes me super angry. And I really just want to kind of have a fun show. Um, but in the... Uh, Okay, let me just talk about this real quick. Ryan Reynolds can't, nobody can improvise on the set because there's no writer. Like that just, it just, when you have a movie like Deadpool with Ryan Reynolds and Hugh Jackman coming back, there's going to be some back and forth, some banter and stuff, but apparently they can't do that. I don't know what the legalities are completely with that, but I'm sure they found a workaround. Um, But anyways, filming during a writer strike, but now we're getting reports of all kinds of cameos coming into this movie. So there was some set photos of well first off we have a set photo of deadpool in his new suit his new mcu suit again this is on set photo so there could be some post-production stuff to be done on the suit things like that um it does look a lot more comic accurate i will give it that um but it also looks very um looks very felty looks very not very um you know you compare his original suit from the first two movies and this one it's it's a lot different it doesn't have all the padding on it it's more i guess they, comic accurate they definitely mcu'd it like it's like yes. oh tony left you a suit too Wade. pretty much yes like, so but yeah. it's like you know it's more saturated the colors are a little bit more vibrant mm. there's slightly it's mostly if you weren't paying attention you wouldn't know you wouldn't know. And I like the small detail on his belt buckle. He's actually, he actually has a Deadpool eyes, on yeah. this, which I thought was pretty cool. Um, this one's, of course, being directed by Sean Levy, um, which doesn't instill a whole lot of confidence for this franchise. I think he's a fine director. He did Free Guy recently, which I really enjoyed. I um, thought Free Guy was great. But they're going for a super hard R with this one. I don't know how well his his kind of 
Yeah, it's it's going to be interesting. He's known for doing a lot of family stuff. He he was an executive producer on Stranger Things. He's done, you know, Real Steel, which I actually thought was pretty cool. Um, but oh, yeah. I don't know how he can do. Um, anyways, uh, the most we'll start with the most recent cameo rumor, um, which is uh, Jennifer Garner has signed signed on to reprise her role as Electra. Oh, um, yes, from this from the Daredevil. Um, that follows a report of Ben Affleck being reported on scene to film as supposedly i mean speculation is that he's going to be deadpool coming back or not deadpool sorry um daredevil coming back as daredevil um we've also got rumors of some more og x-men coming back so we have storm Halle berry um james marston as um cyclops a cyclops uh famke jensen Am I saying her name correctly? I believe so. As Jean Grey. Uh, of course, we're getting Wolverine back. Uh, Hugh Jackman as Wolverine. Supposedly the TVA is involved. Um, we're getting um, okay, Owen Wilson. Yeah. Yeah. We're getting <laughs> Owen. TVA, oh. I'm like, are they, they can. I mean, they can, but it's MCU. Yeah. Uh, okay no so, tva okay okay tva they're they're trying to make you know uh, supposedly the rumor is that the plot revolves around you know at the end of deadpool 2 when he gets a hold of the time device from yeah. cable he messes with the time and now the tva is after him and doing so he's going through all of these um you know multiverses essentially and can um, i talk about my favorite theory about what deadpool 3 might please be? please yeah. so if you're familiar with the comics one of like the most famous deadpool runs in, in the comics was uh deadpool kills the marvel universe yes uh, so i i don't take credit for this i didn't come up with this but it, it kind of seems like this is the direction that they're going that they're bringing everybody back from the fox universe so wait that would be kind of cool yeah i and can I, I think what's going to happen is ultimately he's going to have Wolverine help him. And in the end, he's going to have to kill Wolverine too. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like it's going to be this whole thing. Um, If that's the case, I'm 100% in. Like, yeah, it'll be just a blast. Like it'll be fun. I don't have to think too hard. It's ridiculous. It's what I want from Deadpool. Um, Yeah. I see the the gears turning. Sorry. I just, I had a, I had a thought just because you're, um, let me get my words. Hold on. So I was thinking like X-Men, like the Fox X-Men, and then like Wolverine had his own movies. And one of the movies is um, um, Wolver- like it was his first movie. Um, I used to watch it. It's just X-Men Origins Wolverine, right? Yes. That one where it's just him. Oh, yeah. Don't ask why. I don't know why. I used to watch. There was like one summer where I just watched that movie. Yeah. <laughs> every like whatever like hbo was playing it hbo would have like its movie of the summer and yeah. if it was on i was watching it i i loved that movie and so I'm, okay so now i'm thinking about when he gets rid of ryan reynolds's wade yes to be deadpool is that gonna be a addressed it has to be addressed okay you know what well, i'm excited it has to be addressed they yeah. did though they did they did already yeah they did deadpool 2 yeah. Remember during the end credits when he goes back, he uh, kills him. He kills him. He kills, he kills that, that version. Of Deadpool. Yeah, yeah. He does do that. Yeah, he's like, that "Wow, great. that sucked." Anyway, <laughs> yeah. Okay. Then he shot Ryan Reynolds. Then he shot Ryan Reynolds. Last time I, last time I watched Deadpool too was um, when I saw it in theaters and decided, watch this. I, I, I really <laughs> listen. I, I like those it movies. Was, I liked it. it was, yeah, it they're was fun. Cool. 
Yeah. Like I think uh what's her name? Uh Domino uh Zaz uh, Zazzy Beats. Zazzy Beats, I think she's great. I love her. I think she's fantastic. The bummer is she's not returning for this one. Uh oh, during an interview. They recently did an interview and I think it was during one of the film festivals, and she said they asked him they asked her about Deadpool 3, and she's like, I have no idea what's going on with that. She's like, No one told like I'm not in it. I hope it's good. It'll I hope it's fun. But she's like, Unfortunately, I wasn't invited back. Um, which is kind of a shame because I really like I thought I liked her. Yeah. Hopefully we see her in the future. Yeah. Um, my main concern with this is as much as I'm excited for it, and I think I, I love that theory, Christian, about the kills the Marvel universe. I think that would be fantastic. I think that would be amazing. I just hope it doesn't turn out to be like an Easter egg hunt, much like the yeah. Flash, right? Like right, the Flash right, right. was very much like, hey, look at this, like see this, remember this, like all this stuff. And that's what I I, I hope. I have my fingers crossed that it doesn't turn into that. I hope there's real story to it, real kind of depth. And listen, the first two Deadpool movies, say what you will, they don't really have too deep of stories, but they're fun and they have their own, they exist in their own corner of the universe. And I think that's really cool. I just don't want them to ruin it too much by bringing too much MCU into it, bringing too much of these other things that are kind of done for already you know because no one was itching obviously to see ben affleck's daredevil back right like yeah. I, mean, I i actually i remember seeing that movie and i was like all right like that wasn't horrible um but after in retrospect looking back at it i'm like yeah that was pretty bad i will say like the first 20 30 minutes of that movie fantastic yeah. a lot and of then, evanescence a lot of yes. evanescence. A lot evanescence? Of evanescence now i have a reason to watch it um and then there's a very you know? specific point where like you're like and this is where the movie starts becoming bad um like yeah yeah there's a very uh, unfortunately point where you can pinpoint but yeah i didn't like i didn't mind the opening i thought that was very it felt yeah very, i thought it was dull. fun and uh, it was funny having you know john favreau as uh froggy you know yeah to the actual mcu and he you know creates one of the greatest you know fr- uh, you know he was iron man and all that stuff so it is kind of funny that he's been had scenes with both of the cinematic Daredevils, uh, both Ben Affleck and Charlie Cox, at, at um, in Spider Man. He uh, did. That's so yeah. crazy. He that's did. Like, I didn't think about that. I did not. Think about that. That's crazy. Um, so let's move on to more superhero stuff. Um, so floating around on the interweb, supposedly Kevin Smith even had a screening of it fairly recently, is the Joel Schumacher cut of Batman Forever, um, which is a much longer cut of the version we saw and the version that we all, I mean, I enjoy it for what it is. Like, I know it's not a great Batman movie, but hey, it's whatever. Um, but supposedly there's an extended cut that dives more into the um, psychology uh, Bruce of Wayne. Bruce Wayne, which which I think is super fascinating. Um, the thing about Joel Schumacher is that uh, I think he's a, he's a really good filmmaker. Like he does some really great psychological uh, eight millimeter is just a devastating movie. Like that movie, a uh, Nicholas cage, Joaquin Phoenix um, talking the snuff films and all that stuff. Like that movie is rough um, a time to kill, which with a, uh, you know, it's based on a John Grisham novel, but it has, you know, Samuel Jackson, Matthew McConaughey, um, Sandra Bullock and Kiefer Sutherland as the head of the KKK, which is just super, super um, infuriating. Um, that movie was super deep, super dark. Um, but falling he has a down. Movie. I love that movie. Oh, falling down was yeah. incredible. So I would have loved to see what he would have done with a Batman. Like a, if he if he was able to do his version of a Batman movie. And have the psychological aspects and things like that in it. I'm very curious to see what that is. Now, 
the cut that exists apparently is mostly just storyboards of the stuff that we didn't see in the actual movie. So there's no, there's some footage shot, but for the most part, it's still, a, they call it a working print. So it still has a lot of the, you know, uh, storyboards and voiceover, things like that. I mean, some of stuff. you guys might have seen some of those deleted scenes. Cause yeah, the stuff that was shot, I, I remember seeing them like, yes, the shot of like him, like Bruce with a giant bat, like it was like a dream sequence yeah um like yeah. crashing through the window and there was that you could find you could find i think it was in one of the trailers like one of the first right. trailers for the movie so you could find that online um you know recently it was you know akiva goldsman who actually wrote the movie was talking he's been doing a lot of interviews lately for a tv show he has called the crowded room on apple tv plus with tom holland um he's been doing a lot of press for that and uh, the schumacher cut's been coming up a lot recently uh he officially revealed that robin williams was replaced as a Riddler. Jim Carrey came in to to play that part. Um, Robin Williams was initially attached when it was Tim Burton directing it, um, but him and Joel Schumacher didn't get along, so they he got the boot and Jim Carrey got the role of the Riddler, um, which I think would have made. I feel like if Robin Williams was in it, it might have made it a little bit. Yes, he's a comedic guy and a comedic actor, but I feel like that was. I feel like it might have been a little bit darker, a little bit more darker a little bit more twisted especially with what tim burton was was going to do with it um but he also talks about the cut and how it's a really good cut he's really proud of it but of course warner brothers wanted to they wanted to sell toys so they appealed to that really bright you know color palette things like that they cut it um to be more family friendly uh he said he would really like to see it released to honor joel schumacher because you know sadly he did pass away a few years ago he kind of passed away to not a lot of um i don't want to say fanfare because it's not you know not you know what a a lot of people didn't really speak out about things everyone that i did hear was talking about how great he was and how you know just you know he was a good filmmaker uh but towards the end of his career i think like the Batman movies specifically, I think kind of, especially Batman and Robin, like just, you know, killed any spirit he had to make um, any movies at all, which is a shame, but yeah. But um, I don't know. I would like to see it. Uh, I think it would be interesting. I don't know how they're going to finish it. Obviously. I mean, it's going to be a lot of CGI, a lot of de-aging stuff. They would have look like the flash basically. Then it would look like the flash. Absolutely. 100%. Um, There's also a cool scene in it, which sounds really cool. has two face escaping Arkham asylum and like getting out of there. And that's supposed to be a really cool sequence, but apparently it was much too dark for the movie. So they completely cut it out. Um, Yeah. Then there's a dream sequences, you know, with him and the bat. And then there's more stuff with the relationship with him and, um, uh, Nicole Kidman's character, um, which I can't remember her name, uh, but more of their relationship. More oh, of their yeah. Family. What was her name? Um, I forgot her name, even Dr. though she was. Chase. Chase Meridian. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, Chase Meridian. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, she was fantastic. So um, I don't know. Um, what do you guys think? Are you Would you guys be interested at all at seeing this thing? I mean, Christian Yam. I mean, is it even. I know, again, Batman Forever is not everyone's favorite, but would you guys be interested in seeing this cut if they completely redid it and and released it i think if i think if i had watched it i would be so interested i have not watched batman forever though okay so i personally have no interest okay but i do think like if like if i had watched this movie before i'd be excited and i'd be invested i'd be like yeah let's go i want to watch it i probably will not 
though. You know, Nickish will probably want to watch it. And yeah, absolutely. Also, be watching it. Yeah. So absolutely. yeah, I'll watch it. <laughs> You'll watch it for sure. What about you, Christian? Um, one hundred percent. Yes. Sorry. <laughs> Excuse me. One hundred percent. Yes. Um, I. You know, when that movie came out, I think I was in maybe sixth or seventh grade. And I yeah. lo- I still, to this day, Batman Returns, the second one, the Tim Burton second one. Yeah. Still one of my favorite Batman movies, period. Um, I love it. I know it's not comic accurate, um, but Danny oh. DeVito, Michelle Pfeiffer, like, you can't go wrong. It's my that. favorite, too, to be yeah. honest. Don't you don't really think you'll win, do you? Like, I just it's so quotable. I <laughs> love that movie. That's a really so good, good Danny DeVito. Thanks. <laughs> um, so, like, by the time that third movie came out, Batman Forever came out, I didn't realize... You know, I was still young, so I wasn't like a critical film student by sixth grade mm. yet. So, right. I, you know, I, I was just like, oh, yeah, riddle me this, Batman. Like, I just kept quoting <laughs> it, you know what I mean? But then, you know, you get a little bit older and you look back at it and like, I see I see what Joel was trying to do. I, I understand the orders from the studio. Like, they need, right. especially after Batman Returns and the whole debacle with McDonald's, I get it. But like... To, like I think you finally get Two Face and Tom Lee Jones, which I think is a really inspired choice for for Harvey. But they had him just like, whoa, I can do Batman. <laughs> like, like is everybody just going to be Caesar Romero Joker? Like that's how Jim Carrey right. played Riddler. That's how Tommy Lee Jones was playing Two Face. So yeah. it was like you know all the personality was kind of gone. Yeah, um, it got very generic. Uh, it was still really cool visually. Like as a kid, I thought it was. I don't know. I thought it was a lot of fun, but yeah, I'd, I'd love to see that. Um, yeah, I, I'd be really happy to sit down through a three-hour cut. I don't know. How and I, I truly think. I, I truly think that you know. I know we just talked about Batman Returns, but I do feel like besides, so I I, I love Keaton as Batman. He's like mm-hmm. my Batman, right? That's the one I always think of. But I do think Val Kilmer brought something to the role that was missing. Yeah. Like that's still missing today. I would think because I I, I think his presence as Bruce Wayne um, really gave him some, really gave him more depth. And I felt like you can see, even without seeing this deleted stuff, the, the real kind of trauma there, the, like be, with his parents and stuff like that, yeah. like Batman forever still gets into some of the, the familial stuff, like mm-hmm. with his parents and stuff a little bit deeper than the other ones did before. Uh, and I think Val Kilmer himself, I, after I saw it, I was like, yeah, like he's Batman. Like he's my Bruce Wayne now. Like he's, cause I think he puts on a, even if you look at the comics at the time and look at him, like he's like almost a mirror image of yeah. Bruce Wayne. Um, you know, so I think, uh, yeah, I think it would be fascinating to see. And I, th- and I had that problem too with it, Christian, about the, everyone's kind of doing the Cesar Romero really like yeah. amped up Joker thing. Yeah, and of course that was Jim Carrey at his prime, right? So like yeah. he was just Jim carrying it up and being like super corny. <laughs> I love the stories about him and Tommy Lee Jones and how they did not get along at all. Mm. Like it's I can't so remember, funny. I can't remember the line, but like Tommy Lee Jones said something like, "I can't even remember what it was," but he like, "I can't put up with your shenanigans" or something. I can't. Yeah. It was like at like a restaurant or something while they were filming. It was just insane, but. Um, yeah, no, I would check it out. Uh, I always forget like Drew Barrymore is in it too. Like she's got a I, yeah. small yeah, role. Drew Barrymore, Vivica A. Fox was in yeah. it. Um, there's quite it was for a bulk in it, I think. Yeah, for is a bulk's in it. Yeah, yeah. yeah um, uh, Debbie Mazar's in it. Um, also, it's, got, it's Val Kilmer at the height of like Val. Val Kilmer should go down as one of like Hollywood's great actors. I think. oh, one hundred percent. 
Tombstone, yeah. probably his greatest role of all time. Tombstone's like, amazing. But uh, like the doors and like I, just, I love Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. Kiss oh, Kiss Bang Bang is Perry, so uh, Gay Perry is so yeah. one of my favorites. Yeah, amazing. Um, but yeah, um, so yeah, I'd be really excited. So we you know, we can't forget Chris O'Donnell. Yeah, as Robin, Mr. Uh, which, Potato Face himself. I forget. You know, he did. He did a good job. He he got the assignment and he did it. You know, I thought he was but the yeah. coolest when I was when I was a kid. Oh, I thought yeah. Chris O'Donnell was so cool. Oh, he was cool. He was yeah. very cool, um, and he still seems like a decent person, which is cool. He isn't, you know. Yeah. You know, I like that he's still kind of. I he hasn't. I don't know of anything he's done recently, but. But I thought he was great. So, yeah, let us know what you all think. If you all want to check it out, let us know in the comments and uh, we'll be, I'd uh, love to hear what you guys think. So, let's move on to a more modern movie that will be coming out um, in a couple months, which is, uh, I'm supposed to call it FNAF. So, I'm going to call it FNAF, like all the cool things. You don't cool have to do. call it. Um, <laughs> no, uh, so Five Nights at Freddy's. This is a Blumhouse production. Um, Blumhouse and Atomic Monster, which is uh, so Blumhouse, Jason Blum, um, Atomic Monster, James Wan's company have merged and they become one big horror conglomerate. Um, they are their first movie they're doing together is Five Nights at Freddy's. Uh, the movie, uh, you know, I, I so first of all, what is do you guys have any history with Five Nights at Freddy's? I know what it is. I am I am completely aware. I figure Yam would probably be the best person to talk about this. Are you a fan of Five Nights at Freddy's? no <laughs> okay okay all right no that's, that's good so so, so my kids are crazy about it i think it looks interesting i like the horror aspect of it i think it just looks like a really fun horror game i've never played it personally i've seen it played it's really cool for those of you who don't know it's basically about a pizza place what is it freddy's pizza Fred, freddy fast i don't even know essentially it's essentially like a chuck e cheese a Chuck E. Cheese, yeah. Uh, yeah, that makes sense. Okay. A new security yeah. guard comes in and he finds out that the a night security guard comes in and he finds out that the animatronics are actually alive and they're they got spirits of dead kids or something in them. I don't know. I don't know. I guess we'll find out when you watch the movie it's in a October. Terrifying premise. It's exactly the if you were scared of Chuck E. Cheese, that yeah. <laughs> if you were scared I, of the animatronics, that yeah, that that's what the game is. Have you guys seen Wally's Wonderland, by the way? No. Fairly recent. It's super recent, actually. It's Nicolas Cage. Um, same premise. He yeah. kind of, he works at this like um, the Chuck E. Cheese type place. The animatronics come alive and he just slaughters them. Like he doesn't say one word throughout the entire movie um, until the very, very end. He's just this really quiet, stoic and these kids get locked in there with them, so he has to save them. Um, it was well, a lot of fun. Based on a comic, apparently, Willie's yeah. Wonderland. Was it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Huh. It's actually, I actually had a lot of fun with it. I thought it was great. This one looks like cool. They released the trailer for it. Um, the kids are obviously itching to watch it. It's coming to Peacock day and date as theaters, so it's coming at the same time. Hmm. Um, they are adamant. We are seeing it in theaters. They will not budge. They will not let it happen. So we are going to see Five Nights at Freddy's at theaters. But during a recent interview, Jason Blum was talking about this movie, the success of Super Mario Brothers, which is also Universal. Uh, Blumhouse is under the Universal banner. I'm not sure if I mentioned that. But um, so they're talking about how there's a possibility they want to do more game adaptations in the future. Um, it's Blumhouse. It's Atomic Monster. So it's going to have to stay dark. It's going to have to stay kind of horror vibe i would think right like because that's just kind of their brand um so i'm trying to think of what other franchises they can do that they own 
so that they could possibly do so Ooh, i was talking yeah. to eli about this we talked we mentioned resident evil but that's a sony thing so that'll probably never happen what do you guys think what are your guys' thoughts do you guys can you guys think of any franchises that they can adapt that would actually be kind of cool to see um you know blumhouse uh, tends to put out quality stuff most of the time you know they they mostly practical do a lot of great you know they've done a lot of stuff with um jordan peele um they they kind of they know what they're doing over there um is there anything you guys would like to see with that kind of care and that kind of attention to detail be adapted into a movie or tv show so horror games right is well i mean whatever you guys think would fit that right because i was thinking like so unfortunately bioshock is already being made by netflix not unfortunately i'm excited to see it but i feel like Bioshock would have been would have been a good um choice so that's horror adjacent of course um so what do you guys think do you guys have any ideas of what they could possibly turn into movies you know the first thing i thought of was like i thought of silent hill but it's because silent hill is already a movie right right like they already i was like oh yeah that could be cool though i think with the modern sheen well i think the first silent hill is actually pretty good like i actually think it's a decent movie um but they can do something with that for sure what do you think christian um, so I have two suggestions. One, uh, I think would be really cool. I think the sequel is about to drop pretty soon. Uh, Senua's Sacrifice. I don't know if you guys played. Oh, yes. Um, I haven't played. One. I have the first one. I just haven't played it yet. And I it's, I know it delves into like mental health a lot and like right. stuff like that. So I'm, I'm very excited to get into it. I just haven't got there yet. It's good. It's good. It's different. It's a different experience. Um, but it's really cool and it's super. I just remember the ending being like, oh my God, this is heartbreaking. Like it's oh. so sad. Uh it's tragic, like really tragic. Um, but I think because of that, you know, like con- considering like you know the modern times, I think that would be something really cool. Also the other one that I would recommend, I don't know that they have access to the license for it. Um years and years and years ago my students, I told them I don't play horror games. They were like play this game in the dark with headphones on um dead space no. um i i did exactly what they said i put it on headphones on like literally 10 minutes into the game i'm like nope <laughs> i had to turn on all the lights and put the put my back against the wall um i would love to see a dead space movie like 100 i think that's such a terrifying scary premise like that'd mm-hmm. be really cool so absolutely um i was thinking i was talking to eli and we were talking about movie and universal owns all of nintendo's library and i'm like blumhouse should just do a metroid movie like like like, wouldn't that be cool like you know yeah i think that would be my my choice and it doesn't even have to be like super like cgi like you can do like a dark look at something like alien right which is a good example yeah. of something that was done kind of on the cheap and like still really effective and i think you could yeah, do something like that with metroid for sure so yeah any more thoughts or are you guys all out for now yeah i'm all out <laughs> okay I, no it's hard I, right? don't play, I don't play horror games too so this is like Same. a very specific no. like, i really yeah. just named the two that i kind of know so that's it something uh, like evil within I, evil within would be cool too i hated I that by the way Oh God! I googled Sorry. horror franchise game. I'm gonna be like, all right, I'm gonna name one that I recognize. <laughs> Please, damn it! Silent um, Hill is already a movie. Um, Evil Within was terrifying. I couldn't. We couldn't get through. Uh, Dana's brother bought it for us for Christmas, and we popped it, it in. Like we lasted maybe ten minutes, and we were like, nope, 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 nope. That nope. part at the there's a scene at the beginning where this guy's f- chasing you with a chainsaw. You have no weapons, and you're like in like a, a like yeah. a 
like a slaughterhouse and you're trying to get out. So you're running all these corpses and everything are running by. You just hear the chainsaw behind you. It's and so like, anxiety inducing. It's, it's horrible. Cause you're running. You're like, you know, as the game starts out, you're kind of exploring. And then suddenly out of nowhere, this dude comes and he's just like chasing you with the chainsaw for no reason. And you're it's, like, it's a game where you run slow. Like it's like yeah. you're running like top speed and it's just like barely moves. Yeah. Like it's moving. It's, it's crazy. So it's a horrifying experience. Yeah. Yeah. yeah um so yeah um let us know what you all think let us know if you guys can think of any cool franchises that would be cool to turn into blumhouse uh, movies or if you want to let's play this game reverse it and make a game out of a movie i would love to see a hot buzz game Ooh, i think that'd be a lot of fun that oh, would be cool buzz game yeah. oh that'd be perfect man now you got me thinking about that i wonder i was gonna say you could you could make a game out of any edgar wright movie mm. um and they did for scott pilgrim they did make a game that you can Mm-hmm. yeah you can buy that that was actually a really fun game though it was pretty fun it was yeah like i liked it a lot um gosh that's another thing actually we should talk about that next time because i think that would be a really fun conversation to have um, <laughs> i think we should think about it for the week and then come back next week with like our like games that we would like to do so um but yeah let us know what you all think so christian let's move on to indiana jones and the dial of destiny which is obviously the latest indiana jones movie um the first in the franchise the theatrical franchise at least the movie franchise not to be directed by steven spielberg this one is directed by james mangold speaking of wolverine um he did uh, the wolverine he also directed logan uh he directed ford versus ferrari recently Love that movie. Uh, you know this guy so I'm going to start off from the top here and say, so first of all, I'm, I, I think he's great. I think he's fantastic. James Mangold's no Spielberg. Okay. So let me say that first. He's no Spielberg, but he's a great filmmaker. Like he does his own thing. Like I love I, Copland. I loved Girl Interrupted. I thought was fantastic. I think, you know, Angelina Jolie, Winona Ryder in that movie are insanely good. Um, yeah, he's a great filmmaker. And, and he did Logan, right? Logan was kind of the... I think that was kind of the the big, the, I think that's a comic book movie that a lot of people say, hey, if you don't like comic book movies, go watch Logan. Like Logan's the movie you should watch. If you don't like comic book movies, this is kind of what comic book movies should be. He did a fantastic job, like sending off one of like a fan favorite character in a really touching, really fun, really kind of sad way. Um, but it was really well done. So he's directing this one, which is supposed to be the last hurrah for Indy. Um, we're seeing him. Um, so I, I don't want to say he's going out with a bang in this. <laughs> he's going out, though. He's going out. Um, so this is a movie that I really, really liked. I did like it a lot. I thought it was really good. I thought, um, before we get into details, I thought it was really well done. I thought that the, um, you know, if you get like this and Crystal Skull, like Crystal Skull is the one that kind of everyone kind of bashes on and everyone hates completely. I don't think that's a horrible movie either. Um, but these two kind of exist outside of the the main indie timeline, if that makes sense to me, at least. Right. Um, you have Raiders of the Lost Ark, Temple of Doom, Last Crusade, which are three perfect movies, perfect trilogy. It honestly should have ended with them riding off to, into the sunset. Literally, 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 yeah. like literally riding off into the sunset. Um, but it didn't, we're here now. We have the fifth Indiana Jones movie. Um, so yeah, I liked it a lot. I, I really, really liked uh, Phoebe Waller-Bridge. Her character was fantastic. Mm. I thought, she, yeah, she was, she's, you know, 
Uh, you get the you get everyone, of course, bitching about that because there's a girl in this movie. It's woke. Um, which, yeah, there are no is, girls in the other Indiana right? Jones movies. Yeah. Exactly. Well, the main difference is, though, the main difference is this character. She's not a damsel in distress. Yeah, Like uh, she's actually up there with Indy doing more than Indy could ever do at this point in his career. And I think that's a really liberals. Yeah, that's what pissed people off. Um, so anyways, um, overall, I thought it was really good. I thought it was a lot of fun. I will talk about details in a few minutes, but Christian, what are your kind of basic thoughts about the movie before we um, move I, the spoilers? You know, I was really looking forward to this. I, I love Indy. I love James Mangold. I think that was the one big thing that was keeping me positive about everything. So when early on, a lot of those, those uh, you know, criticisms and critiques were coming out, about the movie being like mid and, you know, like them not really loving it. Um, it was a little disappointed. And then it was a lot of that, like, oh, I heard Phoebe Waller-Bridger is going to be taking on the mantle. And yeah, like it's woke and everything. And I'm like, immediately I was like, well, that's clearly not what's going to happen now. Yeah. It's just a bunch of you. Yeah. Like, if, if I hear that about a movie, I know it's going to be a good movie. Yeah, like, yeah 100%. <laughs> more 100% reason for me to go mm-hmm. see it now. Um, but I did go in with tempered expectations. Same, um, same. I... If I had to rank this on like the list of indie movies, I would put this in. This might be too early to say. I'm going to put this in third place. So I'm putting this oh, wow. over Temple okay. of Doom. I really liked okay. it. like. I enjoyed it. Okay. Um, I tried. I recently tried to rewatch Temple, and I could. I couldn't get past like 40 minutes of it. Like, what's her name? The blonde lady. I just can't stand. Oh, her she's name. like going from Marion to her. Oh, what's yeah. her name? Such- her name's Willie. Really? Yeah, yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah. Yes. I can't. I can't I, like... Real quick, I just I would Please. like to make a note. Last last week, um, Kevin and I were talking about Indiana Jones, and I was like, I watch Indiana Jones. Like, I have no reason to watch it. It's just not my jam. I'm not. It's just like it's whatever, right? I have no interest. The next day, Nick's like, Hey, I gotta. I'm gonna watch Indiana Jones to gotta prepare <laughs> to watch the new movie. Oh, nice. It's like. I just told this would be so funny. I just never watched this, and I was like, "This is a movie for this is these are movies for dads." And now I'm invested, and I want to watch the new one. They're good, right? Like they're fun. It's fun. They're fun. At least you at least you had a good time with them, right? Like there's nothing like. No. Yeah. 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 I I will say I know that a lot of like the criticisms I heard about this movie were like the de-aging. So the first 20 minutes of this movie is kind of a flashback. um, So you can kind of set up the story. Um, Exhilarating. I thought the first 20 minutes were incredible. And I really think that it's a damn shame that all everybody's talking about is de-aging because like that first 20 minutes is like, it's such a, like you, you said, you mentioned, He's not Steven Spielberg, but oh my God, like that homages, yeah, for like sure. The, from the lighting to the film grade to the shots, like it was Spielberg, Spielberg, Spielberg. Yeah. I was so like that t- first twenty minutes. It's going to sound cry, almost made me cry because yeah. I was like, "This is Indiana Jones. Yeah. Like, this is mm-hmm. this is exactly what I I want from a new Indiana Jones movie, right? Like it was perfect. Like the de aging was done really well. Yeah. I think the only thing that bothered me about it, the only thing that bothered me about it was the voice. You can tell like it was yeah. no, not, not even the, the lip. It was the, you still hear old man Harrison Ford oh, yeah, yeah. I, talking 
as he's young Indiana Jones. So it just was kind of jarring to me because you hear how Harrison Ford sounds now. He's kind of got that really graspy, like, you know, he talks like that um, when it's supposed to be a younger Indy. Like, that's the only thing that really took me out of it. But that first 20 is just... it's just beautiful. Like it's so much fun. Like it's, it takes you back to like, you know, last crusade where he's like, you know, he's fighting Nazis again. Like he's like in, you know, in this, in this version, it's 1944, like Hitler's about to take power, but like, there's like this whole thing that goes down. I won't spoil it too much. Cause yeah, I want you to enjoy it. So we'll talk, we'll kind of skirt oh, around. Honestly, some. you can go ahead and spoil. Okay. So I, I do not mind. So that um, is like one of the best things about all the indie movies because every opening is like mm-hmm. you're catching the end of another adventure. Like yeah. adventure, you know what I mean? Which is so cool. Yeah. Um, and they did it so beautifully this time. Um, they did it wonderfully. And so, so just real quick, when I go back to my ranking, so I still think here's, here's, I'm conflicted with my first spot because I think Raiders of the Lost Ark is a perfect movie. Like 100%. It's a perfect movie. It's, it's like one of my top five favorite movies of all time. Like it's just, it's so good. Yeah. Right. But it's, it's, but I, I, and it's going to sound weird, but I enjoy, I enjoy Last Crusade more, right? So like Last Crusade is my favorite, but Raiders of the Lost Ark is a masterful, like just piece of art. Um, So if I had to do a ranking right now, I would put Last Crusade at number one, Raiders of the Lost Ark, number two, Temple of Doom, um, then uh, Dow of Destiny, then Crystal Skull. Um, That's where I would do my ranking. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, and that's, um, and actually I had, you're not the only person who has said that about uh, Temple of Doom, like, it has issues, we get it, it's not very, you know, um, but um, yeah, I, I, I like I like the original trilogy, like, it's one of my favorites, they're like comfort movies, they're really fun to watch, my kids love them now, like, it's just, it's just really, really timeless, right, like, the cool thing about those movies, the cool thing about the indie movies in general is it's, someone described it as, you know, Spielberg and Lucas, like, recreating their childhood the stuff they grew up on and now we're growing up on the stuff that they grew up on by replicating it's like this really really cool cycle um but anyways in this movie um you know indiana jones he kind of comes in contact with one half of the dial of destiny which is supposed to have mystical powers do they really they don't really know what it does they're just like they have a, a inkling as to that it can help hitler win the war um anyways it gets taken away mads mickelson who plays a he's just a wonderful villain in anything he's in um he comes along he takes it and it's kind of then that whole sequence ends then we're back in the was the 60s right late 60s it's 69 is what it's the moon moon landing the moon landing yes yes it's the moon landing and then um Phoebe Waller, Waller Bridges character. What was her name? I'm blanking uh, so hard on her. Helena. Helena. Yeah. Helena. Yeah. Helena. Okay. Yeah. Helena. She, um, yeah, she comes, you know, looking for Indy and her dad used to work with Indy. She, her dad was with Indy at the beginning of the movie is kind of this cool sequence. Um, so she is Indy's goddaughter. And he kind of forced, she kind of forces him to come out of retirement a little bit. Cause he's, just a teacher now he doesn't do anything anymore he's he's just a grumpy old man now he's harrison ford in real life now like he's just yeah like he's just hanging out there watching this thing so he gets dragged into another adventure he's kind of reluctant about it but he goes off for one last hurrah um so she's kind of like the cool thing is like one thing i really loved about this movie one thing i thought was really cool was that they let indiana jones 
be an old man yes. yeah. right like he wasn't up there like with some stunt double like doing crazy things like yeah, he's he, not doing he, flips or anything no yeah. he's like dude i'm old i'm not doing this like he just like you know in that indie fashion like no like this isn't happening um so she's helena's kind of the the i guess indie substitute in a way she's doing all this crazy like really fun stuff and she's fantastic and she's great she's trying to get the dial of destiny she's trying to get it the the nazis you know mads mickelson character is still alive still which i don't know how he's still alive by the way <laughs> i have he's hanging on the side of a train gets knocked hard by one of those train um i don't even know what they're called you know yeah, the, he got he got dennis hopper train things he got dennis hopper yeah exactly yeah. Dennis hopper from speed he's from still speed. alive somehow no scar no nothing like he's yeah. he's fine um but um but yeah, so the movie is them kind of going back and forth with it. And Indy's trying to keep, they're trying to keep this thing away from him because he has a plan that they can go back in time and help the Fira win the war. Um, so Christian, what did you think? So I'm, I'm just going to, are there any kind of standouts of this movie for you? Any moments that you really loved? Any moments that you thought were, we'll talk about the ending in a second, because that seems to be something that a lot of people are hung up on as well. Um but yeah, was there anything else that kind of stuck out to you throughout the movie? Um, I, I felt like the pacing was fantastic. Like I at no point did I ever check my watch or anything, mm -hmm. or at no point did I ever get bored. Um, I also my boy, boy Boyd Holbrook, I I fucking love that man. Mm -hmm. Like every time I see that guy in anything, um, especially if you guys haven't seen Sandman, um, my god, he's such a standout in Sandman. I love that man. Um, that guy could do. Whatever that guy wants to do, I'm behind it. I don't know. Something about that guy. Uh, but yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, that guy. Yeah. I had to look him up for a second. Boy I just Holbrook. to punch also, him in the face. Yeah, he was such an, such, such an asshole. Such like a psycho in this movie. But yeah, he was also really good in Logan. He's been in a ton of other things too. But He Sam, was in Logan. That's right. Um, so yeah, not his first time with, with Mangold. Um, Phoebe Waller was fantastic. Even Teddy. I was kind of like getting annoyed with the, the kid. At first, I was like, this kid's kind of annoying yeah. with his stupid little teenager mustache. But then, like, he was really cool in the end. I, I had no problem with any of the characters. Also, there are a couple, like, I would say maybe three significant um, cameos. I don't know that I want to spoil for you, Yam. Um, there's I one. Not, I do not care. Okay. <laughs> Tell me. So... They they need to get on a boat at some point, and they Indy's like, I, I have a friend who has a beautiful boat, and we can go out. And you find out who his friend is, and it's Antonio Banderas. And man, just yeah. hearing that man's voice uh, yeah. is amazing. So that was really cool. Eli, uh, Eli looks at me during this, and he's like, "It's Puss in Boots." Stop! He did. One hundred percent. That was fantastic. Oh. There's other, there's two that are very, very connected to the indie lore. Well, I mean, I think Salah is kind of been, I don't know if you're talking about Salah. Yeah, yeah. That's the yeah, idea. I mean, he's kind of been in like the marketing and stuff a lot. So I think oh, he's, I know, yeah. um, they didn't really use him a whole lot. I mean, they use, he's kind of has the same kind of thing that he has in all the movies, right? He's kind of just yeah. the guy to get him out wherever he needs to go, yeah. you know, help him out. Yeah. Um, I thought that was, it was really cool seeing them again. Um, the big one at the end, Oh. got me and got me in tears that I that, that hit like, me hard i was just like yeah yeah Man, just thinking about it hello <laughs> yeah that was that was amazing uh you know we find out what happened to his son we find out what happened to mutt 
uh, which I was very curious about how they were going to skirt around that. We found out that he passed away during Vietnam or he was set, he enlisted despite of Indy. And that's kind of what, um, how did you watch Crystal Skull? Yeah. Yeah. No. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, yeah. <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> no. No. Okay. Uh, he has a son, Shia LaBeouf, Shia LaBeouf, whatever you want to say his name, um, is in that. And um, yeah, that's what happened to him. Kind of drives a wedge between him and uh, between Indy and Marion and kind of causes them to split up and, and, and do their own thing, which was really sad. Like, I was like, no, yeah. like he belongs with Marion. Like Marion's his, yeah. his rock. Um, but um, so let's talk about the ending, right? So let's talk about the thing that people are kind of, I've heard a lot of kind of mixed things about it, right? So here's the thing. You watch the Indiana Jones movies, especially the last part, they all kind of go off the rails a little yeah. bit. Like Raiders of the Lost Ark, you open the arc, everyone face, everyone's face melts off. Yeah. And like it goes insane. Temple of Doom, you have voodoo, you have people taking out people's hearts, you have all these weird, crazy magical things. Uh, last crusade you have the thousand year old knight like hanging out waiting for someone to come get the holy grail crystal skull aliens slash interdimensional beings whatever you want to call them this one time travel they literally they go back in time i'm going all out they go back in time to one of the battles the 212 bc 212 bc with the spartan with the uh, roman army invading um out of context it sounds ridiculous out I of will, context uh, it sounds insane but to admittedly. me so while i was watching it i'm like this like this makes sense for indy's adventure right like this is his like he lives in history like yeah. history is his thing like this was him finally like living his fantasy right like like he's able to experience the things that he's only been able to find artifacts and stuff for and i personally thought it was a beautiful thing like, thank you it was thank you i thought it was like okay, a yeah that sounds that's poetic it yeah. was very poetic and i was like man like i this is like incredible like just imagine like it sounds crazy but imagine being that guy right like you're like you're, you've dedicated your whole life to history you've dedicated your whole life to finding out you know to finding extraterrestrial life or whatever and you finally see it and that's like could be your final moment so like that's your life goal like that's perfect that's what every you know that's what everyone wants um so i thought in that concept in that aspect it was i thought it was beautiful i thought <laughs> One thing after the movie ended, I was like, well, I didn't think I'd see like a Nazi gunnership. We're shooting down <laughs> today, but here we are. Um, but I thought the whole sequence has actually played out really cool. I thought it was, um, and I, it didn't even take you out of the movie. I don't think no, like to me, no, I was like I fully invested. Yeah. I was like, holy shit. Like they're doing this. Like They're just going for it. I had the, as soon as they go through. So like the, one of the other things that I really love about this movie is their control of information. So like you don't get everything right away and like you, you things get revealed, you know, like a story. Um, but I think the way that they did it with certain things, like, like with the villain, when you finally find out like what he really is doing, you're like, oh, yeah, that's awesome. Um, and then like, the reveal of that like you know you know you're time traveling they know that they're going back but the whole plan was to go back to 39 and right. then to find out that they've gone 2000 years back they're yeah. like the reveal when they're they're flying and then you're they're like that was really cool he's like those are roman ships and you're like oh my god 
Then even his like, face. Yeah. His face was like, what the, f-? like, no. like Because realistically, like, what other iconic cinematic character would you want to see travel back yeah. in time to, you know what I mean? Like, who, who else deserves it more than Indy? Yeah, you know what I mean? no, like, it's true. Like, he I, deserves that. Yeah. Like, I, I one wholeheartedly believe, like, uh, agree with you. Like, I think that's great. The best part of the movie, and that I won't, I won't, is how that whole thing plays out. Like, because yes. so satisfying. So, so satisfying. 100%. Um, I was on board with that. And I, I love that they got to meet. Um, Archimedes. Don't know my, I don't know. What's that? Archimedes. Yeah. Archimedes. Yeah, you got yeah. to meet Archimedes. And I love that whole inter- interaction with them. And, you know, uh, Helena and Indy. And they're talking to him. And it's kind of this triangle thing. But that was fantastic. But, um, again, like, give, you know, Phoebe Waller-Bridge, she's been on a roll lately. Like, she's been mm-hmm. doing a lot of, you know, she did she write the James Bond movie? The No Time to, the, the last James Bond movie. She oh, Wow. Yeah, she oh, wrote. She did. Did. Um, she also did work on this script. Um, she's damn. Uh, she's Beast. she's incredible, and and I think she she deserves everything. And I hope she keeps on going on this trajectory because she's just amazing. So, um, yeah. I mean, what's better than seeing uh, Indiana Jones punching some Nazis, right? Like, I was okay. I loved it. I thought it was great. Um, I, I thought it was really really good. And I I don't understand the hate for it. I think. Again, like the woke stuff, whatever. Like some people are joking, it's because Indiana Jones hates Nazis all of a sudden, and it's like, dude, like <laughs> the whole when I was when we were watching when Nick and I were watching the first Indiana Jones mm-hmm. um, last weekend, I was like, you know, it's so wild to me that they're like so outright in saying like the Nazis are the bad guys, and I'm like, because if they did that today, there would be some weirdo being like, "What? Well, why are the Nazis yep. the bad guy?" And I'm like, "No, the Nazis are Nazis are bad guys." Yeah, like, the... hey guys, let's think about this. Nazi bad. It's true, one hundred percent. You don't need a reason. Oh my god, wait, he actually said that. Like someone watched a movie. It's like, oh, but there was no reason for the like. There was no reason. They didn't give us a reason to hate the Nazis. The reason is you hate it's, the Nazis. They're Nazis. That's it. They're That's Nazis. all you need. Like, oh my God. What what is happening? I try to empathize with Nazis. And I'm like, you're not supposed to do that because they're the bad guys. Yeah. Yeah. And Forever. I think. Yeah, and I think I think the first, especially Raiders, I feel like specifically was kind of the first movie to use like Nazis in that capacity as villains. And like, but this is gonna sound horrible and I don't mean it, but like they're like. The, the villains you love to see, like the villains you love to hate, right? Like they're the villains that yeah. like you can watch get punched and you're like, you don't, you don't like them at all. You don't like their characters or anything, but they're, they're fun villains, right? Cause they, they make for good villains. And I feel like this was a lot of Spielberg kind of projecting, you know, he's Jewish. And of course he went on to make like Schindler's list. Yeah. Like it was so crazy. Like watching these indie movies, I even brought that up to, to Cassie. I was like, so weird. Like he's making like Nazis, the fun bad guys in these movies. But then he goes off and does like Schindler's List where he's just like, you know, completely, you know, bl- which he should or rightfully so. Right. Like, I mean, get rid of those guys. But um, but yeah, I thought um, that it was good. I think it's uh, like I said, it's like number four on my ranking. Um, so, yeah, definitely recommend checking it out. Guys, don't listen to the, don't no, listen to uh, yeah, the critics. It's a lot of fun. It yeah, it's a good uh, it's a good good kind of it's a good way to say goodbye to Indy. Like, How would you rank this on the movies you've seen so far this year? 
I got to think of, well, I mean, Spider-Verse is going to be number one. Like mm-hmm. I can't, I can't move that one at all. Um, Nimona is up there. I thought Nimona was fantastic. Um, Elemental was great. <laughs> a lot of like animated movies. Um, what other movies came out? Like uh, live action. I'm trying to. Let me go through. I, this is just a list of movies that I've seen this year. I've seen, I would say a lot more movies than I normally watch. Um Okay, hold on. Let me get to the beginning. Here, Ant Man, Creed Three, John Wick Four, Air, Dungeons and Dragons, which I love. That's I think Dungeons, Dungeons and Dragons is in my top three of the year. It was so much fun. Um, Mario Brothers, Sisu is also in my top three. Um, Bo is afraid. Didn't love it. Um, Guardians of the Galaxy, maybe Spider Man Across the Flash. No hard feelings. Okay. Ast- Asteroid City, Indiana Jones, and Joyride. So, uh, I think uh, so. Spider Verse, uh, John Wick Four. Actually, have to put Evil Dead Rise up there. Oh yeah, I loved Evil Dead Rise, and um, I'd put Indy probably number four. Well, Air was really good too, though. I but Air, I'd put I'd put Indy at number four, for sure. Um, I'd probably put Indy. Uh, I'd also probably put it at four. I don't know. I gotta I gotta sit and assess because I really like. Yeah, that. it's really hard, man. It's just. <laughs> There's been a it's, lot of movies. It's been a good year so far. Yeah. And we're only like seven months in. So only. Yeah. we're like halfway through, but yeah. yeah. I'm like, that's the, that's most of the year already. <laughs> I know. I know it's like July, but it feels like March still. I don't know why. I might, my whole, this is all fucked up now. So that's no 100%. Um, so let's talk about Joyride to close out the show today. Christian had a chance to see it. Um, what do you think? Uh, no did. spoilers, of course. None of us have seen it. so No spoilers. Um, it's a lot of fun. If you've seen the trailers, there's been a lot of stuff. There's been a lot of like marketing stuff. Yam was mentioning earlier, like all the, the press junket stuff. And then oh, yeah. um, there's the Red Band trailers that are out too. So um, it's a blast. I All I've really heard, I only saw one trailer. And then I just kept hearing everybody saying it was the best comedy of the year. So I'm like, and I love Stephanie Shu. So I'm like, all right. Well, yeah. Of course, I'm gonna go see this. This is a Stephanie Shu. Um, oh, I guess this one isn't, but Geek this Galaxy one is, absolutely is 100. Also, yes, but I have control over Geek Galaxy. That is a Stephanie Shu uh, fan account, yes. stan account. 100. Um, I'm taking over this one. Also, Stephanie Shu stan account. That's totally fine by me. We love her here. Yeah, she's she's fantastic. Um, everybody, that whole cast. I I think it's really cool because, like, you know, as an Asian person myself, I think you know it's really nice to see like so much more Asian representation in Hollywood in the past Mm. few years. I think that's really cool. Um, But also they kind of talk about something that I think maybe you guys can like kind of relate to also. Like I I was born here. I was born here in the States, but I've always had this ever since I was a kid. You know, when I'm here, I'm not American because people look at me and like I'm Filipino. But if I go to the Philippines, I'm not Filipino. I'm American. So like I'm never, I'm always like in the middle of something, but I've never I never belong to anything. And like, they kind of really touch on, on that subject um, a lot. Um, and then there's kind of like a, a significant twist that I did not see coming. And I was like, holy shit, um, which was really, really cool. Um, the comedy was outrageous. Like, outra- like they know it too, because they just got, keep piling it on. It just happens. Joke, 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 joke. And like, you're, I can't even breathe. I'm like, give me a second to like, I just need a second to like internalize what you just said so I can hear this new thing because it's just so much funny stuff. I want to watch it again. Um, but even between the, the four main characters, I think like there's really cool representation there too. Um, there's like a very like kind of like non-binary character 
mm-hmm. um, who's who's so funny, so funny, and like kind of the heart and the sincerity of it all, which is really cute. Um, but yeah, I I just I can't recommend it enough. I liked it actually more than, um, oh my god, the Jennifer Lawrence movie. No I really like. No yeah, hard no feelings. hard feelings. I really like that movie too. Um, it's you know another you know kind of raunchcom uh, in the modern day that's female led. They're both fantastic. Um, if I had to recommend one of the other, I would probably recommend Joyride. Um, cool. I honestly both of them they're great movies, but yeah, Joyride was. There is a part at the end too that that got me kind of hit me in the feels and uh, got me a little emotional that I also was not expecting. And I'm like, I can't be crying. I'm I'm here by myself in the theater. <laughs> um so but yeah it was it was good um easy recommend if if you're going to watch anything next week i would i would recommend it be joyride cool absolutely well thank you for that christian i'm glad you yeah, glad you enjoyed it and you guys go check it out it sounds really funny it sounds really great and um yeah i can't wait to check it out myself um so yam where can people find you online where can they they can find my instagram that still remains unupdated um <laughs> It, it remains very, very dated, actually, as of um, 2021. So it, you could find me at Yamethium um, or look up the space market on Instagram. Nice. And that is the only place you can find me. If you cool. try to find me somewhere else, don't. <laughs> I like that. No, very cool. Christian, of course, where can they find you? Instagram, TikTok, Facebook. Um, can we talk about this? Did you guys join Thread? I have not. I've, I haven't. Have I've, you? I did. I don't know. You did. I, you know, my, I'm like, I'm not going to join Thread. Like, it's hilarious. I'm going to join Thread. That's not going to happen. And then it happened. And now all of my friends have it. And now I'm like, oh, God, do I have to get it now? The only reason gonna... why I'm in, I'm like, I just like the idea of it being a Twitter killer. Like, I'm like, <laughs> yeah. okay, cool. I'm in. Yeah, I um, like that part. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, like, so joining is really... My God, I feel like I'm getting paid for this. Uh, it's really easy because it just it's all automatic through your Instagram. So you'll auto, if people are following you on Instagram, they'll automatically be following you already. Whoever you're following on Instagram, you'll automatically be following oh. them on Thread too. So um, I already have like over 100 followers, and I did, I've made one oh, post. Look at so. you, popular I'm on so popular. I'm so <laughs> popular. Oh, wow. Yeah, but it just imports all of your uh, Instagram stuff. So well, cool. Uh, yeah, go find Christian. Go find him on uh, yeah. Instagram, and then. Follow them on thread. Yeah. I don't have a thread yet, but I'm sure I'll make one. I'll probably make one by the time tonight's over just because I keep on hearing about it. And I'm like, yeah. I might as well do it. Uh, you can also find me, Kevin Hoskinson, Kevin underscore Hoskinson on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, um, TikTok. I'm trying to get my TikTok going again um, to kind of update it and do some cool stuff. So, yeah. Thank you guys for joining us. Thank you guys for checking out the show. Um, as usual, you can check us out every week. We have a new episode dropping every Wednesday. Um, also check out Geek Galaxy with Yam and the boys, which we're all a part of here. Um, you said Yam's Yam's the captain of the ship over there. So it's a lot of fun. We talk about nerdy stuff, but a lot more, you know, it's a lot more chill, a lot more relaxed atmosphere, just some friends hanging out and chatting. I'm a boy. <laughs> Christian's one of the I'm boys. Not. <laughs> yes, yes, I'm one of the boys as well. We also have Nickish, who's also one of the boys. So um, yeah, so thank you guys for checking out the show. Um, and as usual, remember we, we hate Nazis no matter what. Let's just yep. keep that going, right? Like Nazis. Don't yeah, don't be a Nazi. Nazi. If you I swear on this show, I swore yeah. last week. <laughs> I, already, I already did. You know, oh, like okay. yeah, just uh yeah, just Nazis, just stop. <laughs> Stop stop being a Nazi if you are a Nazi. I don't know why you're listening to this show. We will talk to you guys later. And as usual, stay nerdy, America. Bye-bye.